These days, President Trump never misses an opportunity to criticize Attorney General Jeff Sessions directly and obliquely in tweets and speeches, even one to the Boy Scouts. As the scout law says, a scout is trustworthy, loyal. We could use some more loyalty, I will tell you that. Trump was not a Boy Scout. He did bring along several cabinet members who were, but not the one who was an Eagle Scout, Jeff Sessions. Trump's continuing public humiliation of a cabinet member is unprecedented, and it has become so virulent that not only conservatives, but even liberals who oppose Sessions' agenda and voted against him are coming to his defense. Here's Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. What the president is doing is unbelievable, but that's become a hackneyed word. Every day, what the president does is beyond belief. How do you appoint the guy who is a member of the United States Senate make him attorney general and then undermine him and then humiliate him. But in the standoff between Trump and Sessions, Sessions is showing no signs of backing down. Our guests today are Stephen Gillers, professor at NYU Law School, and William Banks, director of the Institute for National Security and Counterterrorism at Syracuse University College of Law. Stephen, as an expert in legal ethics, What's your reaction to this attempt by Trump to get Sessions to resign and Sessions' reaction? The Trump uh, attack on Sessions is unprecedented, unconscionable, and harms the American justice system. Sessions' resistance to the Trump effort to get him to resign is not only appropriate but necessary to maintain the independence of the Department of Justice from political influence. Bill, you know, a lot of people are speculating that the president wants Sessions to resign or is setting him up to fire him. What would be the game plan here? Why, why would he want to do that? Why would he want the, his own handpicked attorney general to resign? Well, unfortunately, I'm afraid it has uh, primarily to do with Sessions' judgment early on to recuse himself from the investigation that, that we're all uh, uh, riveted by. So, you know, getting rid of, of Sessions is a, is a way to get rid of Mueller. I think it, it's a pretty clear uh, game plan if it goes according to this script. Stephen, his actions, Trump's actions, are alienating some prominent conservatives, also alienating his chief strategist, Steve Bannon, who once called Sessions his mentor. What's the downside of this for Trump in the coming days? The downside is that Trump fails to um, remove Sessions, or if he succeeds in removing Sessions, fails to remove Mueller. Um, the upside is that the country maintains the primacy of the rule of law. Well, but Bill, if he does, if is there a way that he can? What what happens if he if he removes Sessions from, or Sessions resigns? Is he going to be able to get somebody more pliant into that job? Well, you know that of course remains to be seen. But there there are a few ways that this could occur. There is a. There is a succession statute inside the Department of Justice and, a, and an executive order as well, uh, which would, would elevate the deputy attorney general, who's Rod Rosenstein, to become the acting attorney general pending confirmation of, of someone to be Sessions' successor. 
Of course, the president has, has expressed sort of equal displeasure with Rod Rosenstein, so that may not be a satisfactory situation for him, and it may take some time to get somebody uh, confirmed in this environment. There is another law called the Federal Vacancies Reform Act that would allow the president <clears throat> to direct a person uh, to serve uh, who somebody of a, of a senior level, a presidential appointment, to serve as an acting attorney general for a number of days. Uh, depending on when the president nominates someone to the position, that individual doesn't have to be serving in the Justice Department, so he could pick someone outside. And then, of course, finally, there's, a, there's the old recess appointment technique, which presidents have sometimes used to, uh, to try to uh, fill a position that's going to be hard to fill when Congress is, or when the Senate, rather, is in session. The Senate is in recess. The president may have an opportunity to, to appoint someone uh, while they're out of town, even this August. We're talking to Stephen Gillers, professor at NYU Law School, and William Banks, director of the Institute for National Security and Counterterrorism at Syracuse University College of Law, about the standoff between President Trump and Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Stephen, as I mentioned, there might be another problem for Sessions in that Dianne Feinstein, who's the top Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee, is calling for him to testify before the panel. And this over a report that he discussed campaign issues with Russia's ambassador during the presidential campaign. What may happen here? Will he be required to testify? I doubt very much he'll be subpoenaed. I think at some point he's going to have to explain further his answers at his confirmation hearing. Uh, the, there have been additional reports of greater detail in his communications with Russian officials than he allowed even in his correction. So I think he's going to have to explain that at some point. Um, you know, it could be that he becomes so beleaguered that he will have to leave. Uh, even apart from the pressure that the president is putting on him. But the fact that he leaves, and even if the president gets a compliant attorney general, people should understand that it's not going to be that easy to get rid of Mueller. He has job security. <laughs> he can only be removed by anyone for cause. And so far, there has been no, zero evidence of cause. Uh, well, uh, Bill... The, you know, the investigation encompasses things like obstruction of justice, potentially by the president himself. Will any of this factor into the way that Mueller views the investigation, or could it be used as evidence in any way? It could. <clears throat> you know, a lot remains to be determined, of course. But the, you know, the the recent, uh, I certainly agree with with Stephen that that Sessions is unlikely to testify immediately. Uh, while he's subject to this recusal rule, but once he once he either steps down or is dismissed by the president, he's certainly likely to to have more to say. He was not only very sloppy at best in his uh, in, in compliance with the, the reporting requirements before he took office, but so were the other senior members of the campaign that everybody is talking about now, including uh, Trump Jr. and uh, Jared Kushner. And you know Kushner, who uh, did did uh, release a, a pretty deli uh, elaborate statement yesterday, 
really didn't do himself any favors with regard to the failures that he made in in uh, adequately reporting his uh, contacts with the Russians during the, the course of the campaign. I think there were three separate occasions when he revised his his form, and, and even after each of those revisions, uh, shortcomings uh, remain, as we learn uh, when 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 it comes to light this June 2016 meeting that uh, Trump Jr. actually described. Stephen, I want to go back to your statement that, uh, you know, it's going to be difficult to remove Mueller because he has to be removed for cause. There are reports that the Trump staff is investigating the investigators, so to speak, and that they have one of the things they have brought up is that some members of his staff donated to Democratic candidates. Is that a problem for him in any respect? Absolutely not. Um, Donating to candidates is not a basis to remove a prosecutor. There are there are there is case law uh, on removal of prosecutors. It's very rare. The conflict has to be much stronger, much more acute. Nothing in the uh, way of donations to candidates could ever justify removing Mueller. Let alone donations by staff. Even if Mueller donated. To candidates, it would not justify removing him as a prosecutor. Well, Bill, if if that doesn't justify removing him, then you know, let's say the president manages to get Sessions to resign, or he fires him. Let's say he manages either through a recess appointment or through Senate confirmation to get a new new attorney general. And how easy is it going to be? How is he going to get somebody to fire Mueller if that's what the end goal is? If you've got that cause that cause provision in the law. Well, I agree with Stephen. It's, it's highly unlikely that that will occur. But, you know, the, the Justice Department could certainly apply pressure on, the, on Mueller's team to hasten the completion of their investigation. They, you know, I suppose they could make it difficult to obtain the funds to, to be on certain periods to continue to investigate. More likely that those kind of informal pressures would be brought to bear than removal itself. And, and I agree, Mueller is essentially untouchable. Uh, nobody dislikes Bob Mueller, and he, he doesn't have a, an, an ethical flaw uh, anywhere in sight. Uh, the contributions by his staff are, as Steve said, neither here nor there. Steve, in just about 30 seconds, can you quickly explain the Manafort, why they're, t- why they're taking, they took back the subpoena and they're negotiating with him? Why not just subpoena him and have him come in and testify? Uh, the, the committees like to do things by agreement. The witnesses like to do things by agreement. The subpoena is just the opposite. It's a command. And if you can get the same information collegially, um, uh, uh, voluntarily, then everyone is happier. And so far, it looks like they can. They have left open the possibility that if they cannot, they will reissue the subpoena. All right. Well, it, it, it's, it makes it exciting, I guess, because every day it changes. And not even every day, almost every hour. Thank you both for being with us here on Bloomberg Law. That's Stephen Gillers. He's a professor at NYU Law School and William Banks. He's director of the Institute for National Security and Counterterrorism at Syracuse University College of Law. 